Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industry. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I want to make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now, stay tuned for this episode's counseling because the consulting world is full of nuances and the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. Hello, I'm Kelsey Kreveling with the Consultants Council and today we're going to chat about pleasantly uneventful travel the goal that we all want our travel days to be. So how do we go from home to hotel and back home again with ease, such that when people ask us, how was your travel? We can say it was pleasantly uneventful. That's always my best way to describe a good travel experience because many times it's not uneventful. Many times it's not pleasant. I've had so many different experiences traveling through the years, both for work and for fun, uh, that have been rather horrific in nature, from getting thrown up on on a four-hour flight 30 minutes in, to having massive delays, layovers in places I never expected, getting bussed from different destinations on New Year's Eve. I mean, the list goes on and on to the different travel horrors I have experienced through the years. And as a result of all of those challenges, uh, I've gleaned a few recommendations along the way to make the experience a lot more pleasant and enjoyable so that you can leave home, go out into the world in the way that you need to, and be able to come back home safely. A very underrated but incredibly wonderful blessing. How can you make your travel day a little bit easier so that it goes with ease. First and foremost, expect the unexpected. Know that no travel day will be the same as any other. Give yourself plenty of time, even from the time that you're planning your trip all the way through your travel day until you get home. Don't rush. Even if you're running late and behind, rushing will immediately exacerbate all of the challenges. Trust that you are where you're meant to be, when you're meant to be there, and that your travel is going to unfold the way it is meant to. That helps a lot. It's always the rushing that causes the biggest strife and challenges in travel days. By rushing, we make everything else speed up and it makes the issues just magnify 
because we're not operating in a calm state. When we do that, everything just gets chaotic and frantic, which then just makes travel so much worse. So expect the unexpected, slow down, and trust that where you're meant to be is where you are. If you miss a flight, that's okay. If you're running behind, also okay. There's a reason for it. All right, so planning travel. I know many of you work for large organizations and the actual travel booking and planning is a bit out of your control. Uh, you're reliant upon a travel department within your organization to handle your bookings. And if that's the case, uh, you may have some opportunity or leeway to assert your preferences in terms of airline, in terms of route, in terms of uh, destination, you know, number of stops uh, on your travel, types of hotels that you stay in, types of rental cars that you utilize and leverage. Uh, anytime those opportunities are available to you to kind of assert your preferences and your boundaries as to how you travel, I would highly encourage that you do so, whether it be talking directly with your travel department or speaking with your manager or leadership on ways to just streamline some of those processes, confirm some of the requirements, and make sure that safety is of the utmost importance and being observed. And I say that because you know, for years, I've had to travel adhering to corporate policies and requirements. And in some instances, there would be requirements around the price of a hotel room and not um, you know, breaking through a threshold of price per night. And in certain instances, in certain cities, that's completely doable. But in others, it's very hard to achieve. And you would find yourself staying in hotels that were not safe in nature in parts of town that were also not safe. And as a female who often traveled alone, I'm hypersensitive and aware of my surroundings and making sure that where I'm staying is appropriate. And so at one point in my career, I had to assert expectations around the type of hotels that I stayed in to necessitate safety. And one of those requisites was that I wouldn't stay in hotels that had exterior facing rooms. Uh, there's you know, many that offer that and when traveling for work, I just did not feel like that offered the same sense of safety and security that was necessary that I would expect for my own home. One of the things that I feel very strongly about when I travel for work is that my work travel needs to replicate the level of safety that I necessitate even in my home personal life. So if I drive a vehicle in the snow that has four wheel tires or four wheel drive and snow tires, well then if I'm taking a car to the airport, I'm not gonna take a car that has tires that are not safe for the conditions, or I'm not gonna ride with a driver that is not licensed and insured in the way that I am. Uh, and those are just specific things that I'm very mindful of that a lot of times when we travel for work, we don't always think about, we just kind of do what's, what's asked of us. And in reality, those are things that might be putting us in jeopardy. And so I would just encourage conversations with your leadership if you are subject to an organization's travel policies to make sure that those travel policies are appropriate for you and that they are considering your safety. 
All right, so if you're in a situation where you are not uh, dependent upon your company's travel policy or someone else booking your travel on your behalf, but rather you get to assert and assess your travel plans and your travel policy and what you are going to adhere to, then there's a lot of leeway and opportunity for you to determine how you want to travel and what's gonna be necessary for you to be able to travel in a safe and comfortable manner. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a big proponent of doing fixed fee engagements with clients uh, where travel is just a part of what your expense is going to already be covered by. And the reason I like to do that is because I truly don't like being in a situation where I'm dependent upon a client's expectations for what I do for my travel or where I stay or how I travel because travel is such a challenging experience and it's very high heavy wear and tear on the body and your life and so when you are able to have a fixed fee you have a lot more leverage over exactly how you travel if you are willing to stay somewhere maybe less for a trip or you need somewhere that offers a little bit more or you need a first class flight or you need a direct flight you have that opportunity to flex when need be in order to travel the way that is necessary for you to feel comfortable, safe, and secure. Uh, and so that would just be kind of one of my primary recommendations that if you have that ability to dictate what your travel is going to look like, assert it and be mindful of what do you need in order to travel well so that you feel good about the travel and that you can give the best of yourself when you're on site with your clients and with organizations because you've gotten the sleep that you need, you've taken the flights that you need, you've stayed in a way that is providing you access to a great gym, access to a good bed and to a room that maybe offers more sound uh, protection. Uh, think about that and consider what really is most important to you so that you can have the experience that is necessary for you to perform your best. All right, so as you're gearing up to travel, if you're a new person to traveling, uh, something I would highly recommend is establishing all of your rewards accounts information with the airlines and with the hotels and with the rental car agencies, and then also setting up a credit card or multiple credit cards that are specific to obtaining points. So for example, I travel mostly on United Airlines and sometimes on Delta. Uh, and then I stay in Marriott hotels and sometimes Hilton's. And then uh, I book rental cars with National and sometimes with Avis. So I've got rewards accounts with all of the different organizations established and set up, um, even if they're ones that I don't regularly use. And the reason for that is inevitably you'll be having to go to some distant location uh, that's going to have you flying on an airline that you don't regularly fly and you don't want to not earn rewards points for that travel uh, because that would be that's a bummer rewards points really do add up I've had so many free hotel nights and free flights all as a result of the travel that I've done through the years uh, and, it, and that really does make a difference and it makes it fun. You get to, to do really neat things with those different rewards. And then when it comes to the credit cards, having a credit card uh, that enables you to earn points on your travel is also really rewarding. So for example, I leverage the Chase Marriott 
uh, credit card. And with that, I get Marriott points for all of my spend. I use that primarily just for my hotels at this point. Uh, and I utilize an American Express uh, corporate card for all of my other travel, airfare, rental cars, et cetera, uh, because I really like those points as well as they directly can be transferred to airlines, to hotels, or even to Amazon. So uh, being able to make the most of your spending and allow it to accrue rewards for you will be very beneficial and helps offset some of just the, the challenges of travel when you get to then have free trips as a result of that time. All right, so now that you have established your rewards accounts with the different hotels and airlines and rental car companies, and you've also established a credit card or two as needed to be able to put all of your corporate travel towards, um, it's time to take a look at where you're actually gonna stay for your trip or trips. And this is really going to vary based on the client, where you're headed, uh, if you've got a corporate travel department that's gonna necessitate that you stay somewhere or a client that wants you to stay somewhere. You know, those are gonna be things outside of your control. But if you do have some flexibility and leeway to determine where you want to be, I generally like to stay, if I'm going to a city that is fun, places that offer the ability to experience that city. So it might be a little bit further away from the client site, but it's in the city center and I can walk and I can get groceries or maybe there's a gym or there's activities. I'll put myself there and then I'm willing to wake up a little bit earlier, or get home a little bit later if it means I have to travel and drive or take a rental car to the client site. So just things to evaluate. Uh, it's also gonna depend if your trip is a short trip, you know, you're flying in for one day, location probably isn't as imperative. Whereas if you're traveling somewhere every single week, all the time. You want to be able to make the most of your life and your experience when you're traveling somewhere. So um, take a look at the type of trips that you're taking and evaluate where to put yourself so that you get the experience that you are looking for. In addition, reach out to the hotels that you're interested in staying in as they will likely be open to negotiating preferred rates for you. So if you're someone who even on your own are going to be traveling to a city into a location every week, you know, 100 nights a year, or you're gonna be going there once a month for the next two years, or you know, if you are gonna have some regularity to your travel or you have a team of multiple people, hotels oftentimes will negotiate preferred pricing with you to give you a much more advantageous rate that makes it more viable for you to stay in locations that are better. So uh, just take a look at that and consider if you know, there's opportunities to improve the accommodations where you're staying. Actually, my first client, I was traveling to Northern Kentucky and our travel, corporate travel department put us in a hotel that was just not great. Leave it at that. And actually some more tenured individuals on the project just were not thrilled with that. And so they took it upon themselves to go talk with other hotels in the area and over the duration of the project, which was over a year, we switched from an initial hotel to a better hotel that was down the road. And then finally we ended up in a full Marriott because the full Marriott heard that we had such a large project team traveling to the client site most weeks. And they said, we want your business. And they actually, the hotel came to our client site, brought, I wanna say bagels, to try and entice us and encourage us to come move all of our um, nights with them. And so, that's something definitely to take a look at. Uh, we were able to get a rate that was you know, on par with the original rate at a much better hotel with a much better experience. So 
just things to take into account. Um, hotels want your nights, especially if they're going to be a lot of them. And if your company or organization client that you're working with don't already have preferred rates, oftentimes you can get them. So as you're gearing up for your travel and you're needing to make sure you're well prepared for your trip, you know, evaluating where it is that you're headed, uh, evaluating whether you need flights to get there or you need a rental car to get there or you need a hotel or multiple hotels, depending upon where it is that you're headed or you are gonna use an Uber. For example, if you're traveling to a city like Chicago, like New York, those aren't places where I ever have a rental car. I regularly just rely on the Uber opportunity uh, and leverage that whenever necessary to get around because it becomes far more difficult to try and maintain having a car, trying to park the car at the different hotels in a downtown area becomes rather expensive and just challenging to navigate. Also, it's not always the safest because then maybe you're having to walk to parking garages by yourself, trying to grab the car, etc. These are just things to take into consideration as you're traveling. You know, what's gonna be the easiest? Um, things that might seem expensive in the moment, actually when you amortize them out over the duration of the trip are actually a better price. Uh, and so just things to take into account. Uh, also coming back to what's gonna be the safest option for you with your travel. So as you're continuing to book your travel, and if you're actually able to book it yourself, I generally like to have a checklist of the things that I need to make sure I confirm. So that's first and foremost, what is my airline situation gonna be? Am I flying somewhere? Uh, I generally opt to fly direct whenever possible because even if it's more expensive than taking non-direct flights, my time is valuable and the wear and tear of multiple flights increases your chances of delay. And that leads to you know, time lost and opportunity cost. Uh, and so really evaluating flight options. Then it's hotel, where am I gonna stay? And then how am I going to get around, whether that be a rental car or a uh, Uber type of transportation. I generally do not opt to take public transportation because I personally don't take public transportation in my own life. Uh, I generally like to stay away from it as I don't tend to feel like it is the safest option traveling solo. Uh, and so I, I do the same when I travel for work. Uh, and then after that, it's all of the other little considerations for work travel. So how am I getting to and from the airport in my home location? Uh, and I have a car service, I have a driver that I leverage and utilize who has a very reasonable expense. And actually when I look at the cost of his time to take me from my home to the airport and back, that actually ends up amortizing out to being less than the cost of parking my car at an airport for the entire duration of the trip. And then also the amount of time that takes me in order to get to the airport that much earlier, in order to park my car, then I have to take the car from the shuttle, you know, to the airport and then back. And sometimes you're coming in late at night. That's not the safest option. That's not the easiest option. You're then prolonging how long your trip is gonna take. So anything that you can be doing to mitigate the wear and tear that work travel necessitates, in my opinion, the better. And then once I have all of the kind of large components of work travel ironed out, I move on to the kind of finer points. So, um, you know, is there anything I need to, to organize in my own personal life related to me being out of town that I need to confirm, whether that be, you know, care for my home, care for my plants. Um, if you have children, how are you, you know, how are they gonna be cared for while you are gone? Um, do I need to put anything on pause? Do I need to um, reorient or change any of my planned uh, appointments? Just going through those items um, 
tends to help keep things organized so that as I'm traveling, none of those things are gonna become a challenge. And then I like to orient myself to, okay, where am I traveling to and what am I gonna do while I'm there? Certainly there's the you know expectations of the client work and what you need to accomplish with that. But then I also like to evaluate who else might be in the city where I'm traveling to that I wanna see, whether that be professional or personal, uh, and making sure that I'm setting up plans to support those activities. And then also taking a look at, okay, are there workouts that I'd like to experience? Are there cool art installations or showings? Are there neat theater productions that I wanna be able to see? Uh, and really taking a look at what's gonna be happening when I'm gonna be in the cities where I'm gonna be traveling. Because continuing to live your life when you're on the road goes a long way towards making it feel like you're not missing out on life. Uh, I've spent well over a decade on the road. At one point in my career, I was in two to four cities a week, just about every week, and they were not always the same cities, which is very challenging to manage and to feel like you're not missing out on everything important in your life. You're not able to go to the dinners with your friends. You're not able to make the family events because you're always on the road. And so making it such that your life on the road is enjoyable and rewarding and fun and engaging is super critical. And so I will take a look at, okay, where am I staying? Is there a Whole Foods? Can I have food delivered to my hotel? That makes it a lot easier to eat better when you're traveling and you're not dependent upon eating completely out. Uh, and then, you know, is there a gym that I can utilize? What does the gym at the hotel offer? Um, right now I'm in training for triathlon. And so being able to find, you know, pools or gyms that offer spin bikes, those are critical things, uh, really good running trails to making sure that my travel experience is not a huge departure from my everyday life. And so while as you're first getting going with traveling for work, you might not have a ton of other commitments or other things that you're trying to juggle, but the further you get along in your career, the more travel becomes a disruption to the life that you are building and living. And so the more you can do to organize and allow that life to continue seamlessly without interruption, the better. All right, so booking travel. I generally, if I'm booking it for myself, like to book directly from the airlines and from the hotels. You are able to achieve the best rate that is a true rate, if you will. So while there are certainly websites that offer discounted prices, etc. If you run into any challenges with your booking or with your trip, it's incredibly challenging to get remediation on those issues. Whereas if you book with Marriott and you book with United and you have an issue or a delay or you need to cancel a trip, you can just do it directly with them and they'll take care of you. Whereas a lot of times their travel desks will not help you if you've booked it through a third party. So this used to happen a lot when I would travel with organizations and we had to use their corporate travel departments and those corporate travel departments booked separately through a third party travel vendor. And those vendors, you would have to call the vendor in order to remediate your travel, which was really frustrating when you're sitting there stuck in O'Hare and it's the middle of the night and you're trying to get a flight home and you can't. And the agent's right there to be able to help you and they can't do anything for you because you're dependent upon going through that third party booking group. So. If you have the opportunity to book your travel natively and directly with the airlines, with the hotels, with the rental car agencies, I would highly encourage that you do so. All right, so your trip is booked. You're gearing up for it. You're ready to go. Uh, how do you pack effectively to make sure that your trip ends up being what you need it to be? Uh, I do have packing list recommendations, actually as part of the consultant's closet. Um, 
and I just really encourage getting very, very comfortable with your general packing regimen, if you will, of the key things that you know that you need to be comfortable while you are traveling. Inevitably, you'll likely forget something at some point or another, um, but knowing kind of what is in your arsenal of the key things that you require to make travel just a little bit more pleasant, a little bit of home with you. So for example, I actually love having silk pillowcases with me when I travel, along with a silk eye mask. Those things just make hotel sheets a lot less miserable. Um, I also pack my own like shampoo and conditioner just because I like having the outcome with my hair uh, that I can control and manage and expect rather than who knows what's in the ingredients that are at the hotel and in the products that they offer. So just take a look of what is kind of most important to you as you're gonna be on the road and make sure you are packing it as you're gearing up for that travel. And then consider your outfits. Uh, it's really difficult to try and wear multiple different colors when you travel. So for probably over a decade, I lived in all black. Everything was black. My work bag is black. My suitcase is black. I wear all black. My dog is black. And as a result, um, it's a great color for travel because everything goes together. Black is a very protective color energetically. And so it kind of shields you from the energy of other people and all the things that you're gonna be encountering and experiencing. And guess what? It doesn't show stains and messes anywhere near as easily as some of the other colors do. And again, everything goes together so you can mix and match. You're not worried about like, oh, well, I've got something that needs a brown belt or brown shoes and I'm wearing black or I have navy and now I need this to match with that. You just eliminate all of that when you're traveling for work by wearing the same color. Up to you in terms of what's gonna work best for you while you travel and while you're on the road. But if you are doing high frequency types of trips, try not to have to check a bag. And I know that that is difficult, but for most of my traveling career, I lived out of a suitcase, a carry-on suitcase and a work bag and really just refined everything out of my toiletry bag, out of my attire, et cetera, so that I had a very streamlined aesthetic and I didn't bring in anything more than I needed because inevitably if you're on connecting flights and you're checking bags, you're just increasing the likelihood that luggage could be lost or delayed. And you're also having to wait for your luggage at baggage claim while if you're traveling with other people, they might not wanna wait for you. So just something to consider. Uh, I will be the first to say though, that now that I travel kind of post pandemic and I'm not as dependent upon traveling with others or um, traveling only kind of just for very specific work, I do end up checking a bag. I'm traveling with my service animal and I find that I necessitate more luggage and that's okay. But just something to keep in mind um, if you're doing high frequency travel and you're traveling with teams of other people, having just a carry-on and a work bag will make that travel a lot easier. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing in to info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, what's possible? Do more.